When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Podcast. And my uh, my co-pilot again this week, ladies and gentlemen, he's, he's been my co-pilot a few times on this thing. And I brought him back in because he, when I want to go uh, take a break or something, he steers the plane quite admirably. Bill Bender of the Sporting News, welcome back to the Tim May Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, Tim. Good to be on. Hey, nothing much to talk about right now in terms of college football except the weather, right? How's the weather treating you? Well, it's hot. It was hot yesterday here in Pickerington. And, you know, I think the weather in college football has changed dramatically from uh, the time I walked into the hotel room there in Indianapolis last week. You get in, you unpack your bags, and then all of a sudden, Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. And that really changed. I know I'm not going to speak for you, but it definitely changed my week, my outlook, what's next, and definitely had a presence at Big Ten Media Day last week. You know, just let's just go right into it. Uh, obviously, at the beginning of this week on Monday, the uh, the the Texas and Oklahoma leaders indicated or not indicated told the Big Twelve conference uh, it is going to uh, it is going to adhere to the current TV contract or rights contract they have through 20, 2024-2025, and then is going to move on in some different direction. Uh, which seems the indicator, the first indicator that, in fact, this this thing to the SEC is happening. No one has actually said that these two teams are actually, as we record this, that they are headed to the SEC. But you had to do one before you do the other. Uh, your sense of it from your national perspective is that this is basically going to happen, correct, as we record this? I mean, all indications are yes, but at the, I guess the big question is, when when does Oklahoma and Texas go to the SEC what does the schedule like look like what is the impact on the college football playoff and who else is the SEC going to go after you know what's to stop them if they can poach OU and Texas what's stopping them from going after Florida State and Clemson and Miami and going that way and just making this football super league what does that mean for the Big Ten will the Big Ten respond to this and that's kind of what I went through the process of that today, because if you're dealing with that Southern Super League, they don't care what the Big Ten does, and I don't know if the Big Ten can afford to stay put. Here's my here's my thought on it. If you were Ohio State, for example, and you were approached, as uh, there was one report that, in fact, that might have happened, uh, but if you're Ohio State, why at this moment in time would you consider going to a league that's adding two super members to a league that already has a lot of super members when in fact you're ruling the roost, like we talked about earlier, man, you know, we're over at the big 10 meetings, this news pops while the big 10 meetings are starting. And that kind of like took center stage over the, the, you know, previews of the big 10 only because it's a kind of a moot point who the favorite is in the big 10 this year. Yeah. There can be upsets, but Ohio state with four straight championships is a, is a favorite over overwhelming favorite to win another one. But why would you, why would you consider moving to a, to a league where, you know, if anything, 
your your brand can be diluted. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the SEC, and I think you can be too big. Unless you just go to a super, super league with 32 teams in it or something, you know, you have a chance of getting lost in the shuffle the way I look at it, even in a 12-team expanded uh, college football playoff. But uh, why, why, what would behoove, what would – what would interest in Ohio State? What would interest Ohio State in becoming a part of that? Well, if it becomes a super league, and that topic of a super league was broached in the spring, and you're going to put all of the biggest big boys in one conference, yeah, Ohio State would want to be a part of that. Michigan would probably be a part of that, and then from there, it's Penn State, Nebraska. I mean, from a competitive standpoint, Ohio State's best bet to the playoff right now is to continue doing what it's doing and dominating a conference, which it has dominated at a level I'm not sure I've ever seen or and will continue to see with the depth that they have through recruiting. So the Big Ten has a problem here because the SEC is going to have the most – it already does have the most competitive league. It just got more competitive. Yeah, but why would you – but, but we're talking about college football here, not the NFL. Why would you want to go to a place where there's more opportunity – uh, more opportunity for you to be in jeopardy and lose a lot more often than where you are now. You, you understand my drift there? I mean, it sounds good on looks good on paper, but when Texas is going eight and four or nine and three, uh, four years from now, five years from now, after moving to this giant league, what what's it doing for them except getting them a bigger paycheck? And you know that that remains to be seen how that's got to divvy up. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt well, you. I, I mean, college football is going to become the NFL on some level with these super conferences if that happens. The Big Ten alone won't be able to compete revenue-wise with the SEC if they add a Clemson and a Florida State. So I think the long-term move would be, you know, I saw Andy Staples report at The Athletic that, you know, do you explore rating the Pac-12? Do you explore going after ACC schools? All in mind, keeping the AAU – factor and then that's not basketball that is a uh, you know these quality academic institutions what the big 10 is going to add with academics as well yeah that they might have to look into bending that a little more and not just for nebraska if they really want to com- compete with that conference and what i think might happen tim and it might not is we're going to end up with an afc and nfc of sorts in the nfl or in the college football ranks and that might end up Big Ten's going to have to have a say in that, and it can't just be about Ohio State. Let me ask you this, though, man. I'm, I'm looking at this, and if I'm, a, if I'm a college football fan right now, like I was way back when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, uh, actually 50s, 60s, and 70s, being, being truthful here in broadcasting, uh, hmm. I'm confused right now, man. I, you know, I grew up, Alabama was in the Southeastern Conference then. Uh, we moved to Texas in 65. And uh, there was a venerable Southwest Conference, not Southwestern, Southwest Conference, you know, had Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M, great rivalries there. There was the Big Eight. Um, and I'm, I'm, if I'm a fan right now, I'm confused about where this is really going. And do I want to see – do I want to see Texas uh, in the same league with Alabama and LSU – and, well, I would like to see them in the same league with Texas A&M, but in the same league with Florida and stuff. That, I'm, I keep going back to this. That looks good on paper, but not when you're getting your butt whipped every other weekend or something because you're playing definitely like opponents. I, I, I'm not sure this 
you know, except for the uh, the attraction from a television standpoint of getting to have a great television contract, you know, I'm not sure this is as, is as, you know, woo-hoo-hoo as everybody's making it out to be. That's my that's my take. Well, and it's because college football has insisted on going away with what has worked for the traditionalist, the regional rivalries, the what we grew up with and in the 90s in the Big Ten growing up with Michigan, Ohio State, winner goes to the Rose Bowl and that kind of thing for a national game. And I think the college football playoff really kicked that in. The, I think the more, more modern fans are more into that. The playoff, then I, they, you know, there's a generation of Ohio State fans that do not care about the rivalry with USC. Maybe that gets picked up again if they bring in these Pac-12 schools. I don't know. And I don't know if it's healthy for the sport. I'm with you on that. I don't know that, you know, if you're Kentucky and South Carolina and Tennessee, you're not raising your hand to get Texas and Oklahoma in there. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Right. I mean, yeah. what, what purpose does that serve? And then if you're in the Big Ten, I think some of it might be – is that there isn't a football brand they can add that's bigger than Ohio State. The big, the, the, if, but if it comes out that they were going to go get they, I always thought the Big Ten, their play was to go get Oklahoma and Texas. Okay, now you can't do that. There's not a prize out there other than maybe Notre Dame that's worth pursuing from a football angle that makes sense. Yeah, you know, like my, my good buddy Jeff Snook, we just uh, went to Cooperstown uh, – New York over the weekend and got the he was guest of Hulk Harrelson who was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame the media our media wing along with Al Michaels over the weekend and by the way Dick Cagle former guy former I uh, think editor of the Sporting News way back when you know your gigs there he was inducted also great guy got to meet him but uh, we were talking a bunch about this because you know Jeff goes way back just like I do on tradition and things like that. And it seemed like it would have behooved the Big Ten if it was going after anybody in the Big 12 to go after the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State package, you know, a few years ago. And uh, because that would have worked well, it would – it was – it was I think it was really far-fetched to think you were going to get Oklahoma and Texas in the same package. And back then, of course, Oklahoma State had to go with Oklahoma wherever it went uh, based on the the – what was going on there in that state and the political – uh, pressures that were brought to bear. But, uh, you know, Texas is a long way from Penn State, you know. I mean, and I know looking at it geographically it may not be the right thing to do when it comes to football and basketball. But for all these other sports you're affiliated with, and we, and we know some leagues have, have their uh, minor sports or their Olympic sports in different, in different affiliations uh, uh, that whatever suits them, and, you know, we can get the best competition, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I just – I'm not sure, like you just pointed out, you have to erase Oklahoma and Texas from your mind at this point. And, well, you know, you can't sit there and go, well, we got to compare. If you do expand, you got to get a Texas-Oklahoma because you're not going to get them, you know. Uh, so now Notre Dame and whom? Is it Notre Dame and Kansas? Is it Notre Dame? Do you make a play for Missouri, even though Missouri's in the Southeastern Conference? Do you make a play Missouri because you should have added them 20 years ago? I mean – you know, I don't think this dance is done to you. No, I don't. And, uh, and like I said, there's options. I mean, you call Notre Dame and Notre Dame says no. I think from an academic standpoint, places like Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia Tech. I mean, you, you could go that way. And I mean, 
if they did do a combo super conference between the ACC and the Big Ten, I mean, the academics are there with a lot of those schools. Jim yep. Phillips obviously has a Northwestern background. It's, it, but then if you think about the Pac-12 way, if they go that direction, um, you know. the That's Fox a long – if they go that direction, that's a long way away. <laughs> that's, the way I, that's the way I look at it, yeah. But it also goes coast to coast, puts the Big Ten in every time zone, and and Fox has a very vested interest in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and beefing that up. And I don't know. I, I mean, all of it's like Kirk Ferentz said last week, never say never to anything, and it could happen. But I think right now, and it was what struck me as funny, is you know, Barry Alvarez and Kevin Warren acted like, that subject hasn't been broached. I, I don't believe that. I mean, as a conference that when you, this doesn't just happen behind closed doors. You know what I mean? So they had, there's some that had to have some wind of this. You know what? In the old days when Jim Delaney was there, I would say, yeah, you're right. He had to know what was going on. I'm not so sure about the current regime. I'm not so sure. I'm not sure they didn't wake up on Thursday or late Wednesday or Thursday morning and go, what? Like that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Texas A&M woke up on Thursday morning and went, what? You know what I mean? And they're right there in the Southeastern right. Conference. Uh, well, Ryan gotta be- Day, yeah, and Ryan Day says that, you know, we might not recognize college football in five years. I, I don't think we're going to recognize it as the regional game yeah. that we, we've gone with. I mean, Tom Allen was talking about how it doesn't make sense to him that West Virginia is in the Big 12. Well, from a geographic standpoint, a lot of things aren't going to make sense in five years is my take. Um I don't know how much reshuffling will be done. I don't know what what the super conference will look like. And I, and now they just unveiled these plans for a 12-team playoff. Well, how's that going to work? You know, so there's right. a lot to be sorted out. Um, I don't think Ohio State's place is threatened by any means, but I do think one of the – I have to go back and look at this this week, but I cannot remember a time in the Power Five – where you have a situation where you've had three schools that have won the conference four years in a row, right. uh, Ohio state, Clemson, and Oklahoma, and that complete dominance. Again, you're not complaining in Columbus. Nobody's going to, you know, they'll say, you know, that's on Michigan and Penn state to get better. And they're right. But to the casual college fan, that's a drag on the sport. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to see finally what the financial situation is going to be if in fact this Texas Oklahoma thing is is finalized and they do move to the SEC, you know, I, I you just got you just have this funny feeling that maybe ESPN is behind this a little bit, you know, just prodding a little bit, uh, and just think, you know, when you're thinking about like you said about Fox and what this is going to do to any kind of future Big Twelve schedule uh, or Big Twelve television package, it's going to decimate that and by any sense, not even decimate. There won't even be 10 in the Big 12. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, it's going to, like, definitely hurt that big time. And it really – I really think behind the scenes there's some stuff, some prodding going on and of, w- of what kind of super package they could come up with for an expanded SEC. And, you know, let's put it this way. Let's, let's just jump out here on a limb, which I don't really see – I don't see this happening at all. But if they did – they did keep moving and got Michigan and Ohio state and, you know, and perhaps Penn state and perhaps one other from the big 10, you know, you name your school and did have this ultra conference. I'm talking about the sec. Why would you even have a college football playoff? You know, 
You can do it without the who, who else would you be dealing with except the Pac-12? I mean, and the ACC. But you know, if they're talking about going after Clemson also, and possibly Florida State, like somebody uh, uh, put out there over the weekend, and this is all speculation. None of this is right. substantiated. Why would you even have a college football playoff if you have those names involved? So I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're looking past much farther, much farther than, or further than the dollar signs right now on what the potential for this grand, grandiose SEC is going to look like and is going to be its appeal. But I, I think you're overstating too this idea. Not you, but I think some people are overstating this idea that college football is suddenly going to become that people in uh, Montana are going to wake up on Saturday morning looking forward to see Texas play Vanderbilt, you know, or Texas play South Carolina. Cause you're not going to be, it's not going to be Texas versus Alabama every week or Oklahoma versus, uh, versus uh, LSU every week or Florida. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I, I label me slightly skeptical about this whole arrangement, except for the rich wanting to get richer. I think not. Well, I'll disagree with you a little bit because I think the SEC pulls off the best move. I mean, they get depending on how they divvy up the divisions, right? And I, the way I did is, if you did it east and west, you'd have A and M, LSU, Texas, Oklahoma in one division. You'd have Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, and Auburn in the other. And that is, if you were forming an actual super league, that's half your league right there. Across all college football, if you took the top 16 schools, that's half the league. So I think they've created something there that nobody else has. And the Big Ten doesn't have that right now, and they won't have it until Michigan and Penn State resemble something that's not just – they're not – Michigan and Penn State and Nebraska aren't national championship programs right now. And I think the SEC has five schools that wake up and expect a national championship, and they can believe that right now. I mean, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, and A&M to some level can wake up today, and their fans expect to win the national championship this year. And on much more of a level than in Big Ten country where there's only one school that institutionally recruiting, NFL development, on-the-field success, can honestly say they can win a national championship right now, and that's Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I, but, but, you know, that's a lot more attractive. I think when you're not sitting in the same league, when you're in the SEC, you're not sitting in the same league with all of those teams. If you follow my draft, I mean, if you're out, if you're Texas and Oklahoma, you know, now you're going to be sitting in the same league with those other three or four that think they can win the national championship. And even you know, when things move to a 12 team playoff, you know, there's only still going to be so many teams that can get in it, and. You know, and I'll be honest with you, straight up, I'm a big-time major college football fan, have been my whole life, as I said earlier. I'm not interested in a college football playoff that has a bunch of teams in it from the same league who may be playing each other for the second or third time uh, in a year, depending on how the playoff uh, the playoff plays out, how their cha- their league championship plays out. I mean, do you, do you see, as you look at it, do you see an SEC that eventually will have – Maybe an East champion and a West champion, and not have a league champion. Well, what do you see in that? What do you see in that? Uh, in that little uh, global ball. Well, I, Texas, I, Texas, and Oklahoma are going to wear that SEC patch for different reasons. Texas wants attention. They always want attention. They haven't been a national championship program since Colt McCoy, um, and he didn't even win it. They uh, Vince Young. 
they get, but they have the revenue. They're yeah. the consistently the top revenue producing football program in the country. So when people say Texas is irrelevant, I just laugh. I was like, well, no, they're not because they made that much money. They're certainly not irrelevant. Oklahoma. Right, let me interrupt you. I, yeah. I did not say they're irrelevant. I mean, right. they're one of those traditional great right. powers out there. We're talking about football. They have their own network, the Longhorn right. Network, et cetera, you know, which is an, an ESPN prop up. Uh, but no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying about jumping into a pool. You're a shark and you're jumping into a pool with a bunch of other sharks. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah. yeah. But Oklahoma's wearing that patch. I think it will improve their recruiting because that's the difference. Oklahoma doesn't get because they have to play the Big 12 style of play and play against all those wide open spread offenses. I think in the long term, in the short term, yeah, they're going to lose some games and it may not be as easy for them. But would you rather do that? recruit kids some kids from Georgia and Florida maybe get your trenches built up enough that you have a year I mean they haven't won a national title since 2000 so I think that's something to just assuming but they've dominated the big 12 20 years and they played the playoffs yeah right and then they get drilled so I don't and I don't consider Oklahoma's talent level on the level of Ohio State's Ohio State's proven they can beat a Clemson and an Alabama in a playoff Oklahoma hasn't done that and I think Wearing that patch, even though they lose some games, they're going to be better off as a program. And when they do break through and maybe win one, they'll be better off and have a chance to win it all. So I think it makes more sense for Oklahoma than Texas, honestly. So Oklahoma's pitch now is going to be, uh, you know, for example, recruiting-wise, hey, instead of playing Kansas State, you get to play Alabama maybe once every three or four years. Uh, If, in fact, they split it up like we're talking about, you know, Texas – Instead of playing Baylor, you get to play, you know, you get to play LSU or, hey, you get to play Texas A&M again, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, one of the great rivalries in college football got 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 ripped by the Texas A&M going to the SEC. Now that will be that will be renewed if, in fact, this this does carry through. But, uh, you know, you look at the I can see where you're going with that from the standpoint of recruiting, but how much does it enhance it? I mean, you know, you're, you have a, you had a, an easier path in my opinion for Oklahoma to the college football playoff when you were in the big 12, than you're going to have in the Southeastern conference. That's why I'm looking at it. If Texas, I'm trying to rebuild my program at Texas, for example, I'd have a much easier path of rebuilding it when it's just me and Te- me and Oklahoma trying to get it done with other up in, you know, Iowa States out there kicking, et cetera. But I'd have a much easier path of getting back to where I want to go if I'm just competing with Oklahoma for the most part. But now it's going to be – I'm just interested, like I said, in how they're going to arrange things once this ultra-conference uh, comes about. And, uh, you know, I look at Texas right now. You know, it's probably going to affect Ohio State's recruiting in the state of Texas. But, but you know, right now Ohio State has got two of the top three uh, recruits, prospects for the 2022 class already committed to its team which has got to rankle uh, the University of Texas, especially when you consider Quinn Ewers as one of those guys, the number one, maybe the number one recruit in the state of Texas, a quarterback from South Lake Carroll. Uh, it is going to, this is going to have w- waves that are going through, going to go through all of college football, but I'm not sure it's going to affect, uh, for example, Ohio State being going, being able to go in there and recruit and uh, compete with Oklahoma and maybe Texas for some of those top recruits. What do you think? No, because Ohio State's established as a winner right now, and I think they'll continue to recruit at that level under Ryan Day as long as they're doing what they're doing. Um, 
But if you're looking at the health of the Big Ten Conference, I, again, I, I just – if Ohio State wins eight straight Big Ten championships, which is a very likely scenario, and they don't lose a Big, a Big Ten game for the next four years, mm-hmm. the health of the conference will not be good. And you're starting to see that at Big Ten Media Day now. Like, there is a resignation, I think, that – Ohio State does have the most talented team. Now, they could lose on any given night. I get that, but I'm not seeing it. And if anybody says, oh, yeah, that'll happen here, they're lying. It's just yeah. the, the talent level is that much better. It's And that's what I think the little bit of the difference with the SEC is, yeah, Alabama's been unreal in the college football playoff era, but they've also, you know, a couple years ago, Georgia won the SEC. Auburn's won the SEC. LSU's won the a national title in the college football playoff era, and that's what separates that conference from the Big Ten. Is that even though Alabama is the top dog and dominant, there are other schools capable of winning a national championship. And now they just added at least one more. I don't think yeah. Texas is. I think Oklahoma, on any given year, is capable of winning a national championship as long as Lincoln Riley's there. So that's that's going to be the difference. Yeah, and, and I think you've got to at least think about it knowing that that difference exists. Yeah. I mean, Bill, believe me, I see all the, I see all of the, the pros, the, the pros for the, for that merger happening for Texas and Oklahoma and for the Southeastern conference, you know, I see a lot of the minuses, the cons too, though, you know, and, uh, and then, like I said, if I'm sitting there, I'm Kentucky, I'm uh, Vanderbilt, I'm South Carolina, I'm Missouri, I'm Arkansas. I'm Tennessee. If I'm Arkansas, I'm not happy about this thing, just like Texas A&M probably isn't happy about it. Uh, just because of my region, where I am in the country, and who I'm trying to compete and uh, recruit, et cetera, you know, I haven't gotten the full flavor of being in the SEC yet if I'm Arkansas, you know. Neither is Missouri, you know. And so uh, I'm just – if I was them, I'd be worried about becoming an afterthought in the SEC. And I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe some of those schools maybe – secretly reach out and say, is there any interest in us over here? You know, uh, because you're going to become basic afterthoughts in that league. You know, just the fact you're playing Texas or you're playing Alabama, you know, that's great for Alabama and Texas, but is that great for you? You know, so right. I, there's all these pros and cons that are involved with it. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I liked it when there was a lot more conferences. I'll be honest with you. Cause then there was bragging rights. You got together on bowl games. I'm not going all the way that back. Cause I love the playoff situation but you know you just kind of settle things but I've always truly believed that college football was a regional interest sport and when a team in the south is winning big and a team in the north isn't I'm not sure there's as much interest in the north to watch those games as some people think there is and in fact I think most of the time the ratings back me up on that so this idea is you're going to basically you're going to put together an NFL light which is what we're talking about here down the road. Uh, I think that's folly for the, for the college game. Rebut that. I, I but that, that's the direction they're going, whether it's for money or for whatever reason, it, that's, that's what they want. And I don't know if it's healthy. No, I mean, you know, there's something, the appeal of college football to me has always been that regionality and the rivalries and those kind of things. But it's common, Tim, and I don't know how the Big Ten can respond to it. I mean, you're right. I mean, when Alabama played LSU in the BCS championship game, there was not a big interest in that. But I think as they again with the casual and the ratings last year prove it. And some yeah. of that's COVID, and I understand that that 
the bigger problem in college football, and it is absolutely a problem right now, is that you only have four schools that can win. Yeah. And I don't know if the super conference is going to fix that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it is a serious problem for college football that only three or four teams are capable of winning at all. And yeah. again, and I've said it, I think four times on here, it's not a problem in Columbus, Tuscaloosa, Clemson, or Athens, Georgia, or Norman, Oklahoma, but there are 125 other schools and 125 other fan bases. I, I don't know what, I had to like reach back and think the last time Ohio State's lost a Big Ten game, and I think it was the Purdue game. Right. Yeah, it was Purdue or Iowa. I get those two. I get those two games. One or the up. other, and that was like, my regular season. Game. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. And Clemson, same deal. I mean, I can't remember. Not counting Notre Dame, I can't remember the last time Clemson lost an ACC game. Now Oklahoma typically loses one per year, but then they start killing everybody in the conference. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Clemson know. Got beat by Syracuse. Clemson got beat by Syracuse like in 2017 or something like that. It was a big upset. Remember that on a Friday night? But, uh, right. but no, you're exactly right. But see, you know, that's what I'm getting to, Bill, before we get finished here. So you, you think, in your opinion, you think there are going to be other shoes to drop headed toward the mega, mega lift, the, the conference? The Southeastern Conference. You think there? Do you think there will be other shoes to drop in this thing? Possibly. I mean, no, not possibly. Do you think there will? I mean, I mean, uh, you know, everything's possible. I'm just thinking. Do you think it would behoove Clemson to pursue this? Do you think it would behoove Ohio State to pursue that? Well, you got to be open to everything, and, yeah. and I think <laughs> I, I don't think it's done. No, but I think this is the first step because okay. Nobody else – let's say everybody else stays put. The Big 12 is dead. Big 12 is not going to survive adding Cincinnati and Central Florida or SMU or Houston. They'll be the same as the American Athletic Conference. Yeah. Pac-12, nobody – nationally, until Oregon or USC can do something, they're not going to pay attention to the Pac-12 as much. So you're down to three conferences, three that really matter. I mean, in the Pac-12, I, I'm not – talking down about the conference other than to say they haven't had a playoff team since 2016 and they're always last in the pecking order when it comes to the five conferences so now you got the big 12 and the pac 12 gone dealing with an sec with all that brand power that they have we mentioned those eight schools the big 10 where one school's winning it and the acc where one school's winning it um yeah big 10 and acc can come up with something to counterdict it but uh contradict it um and go from there. So, but I, I do think at some point we're in the super conference era is coming. I didn't think it would come like this, but um, <laughs> I think it's happening. Yeah, kind of reminds the Big Twelve kind of reminds you of the uh, Monty Python search of the Holy Grail. Remember when the guy's guarding the bridge, right. and uh, it's just a flesh wound. Just a flesh right. wound. <laughs> That's a pretty big one, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and the meanwhile these guys go marching right on by, glump uh, glump glump. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I just picture. Uh, the SEC putting putting forth their pitch it reminds me of that scene from Step Brothers where they uh, right where they reveal their prestige worldwide or worldwide prestige uh, group you know thing in front of the in, in front of the family at a at a birthday party and and it shows the big boat crashing into the rocks at the end of it you know <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know I don't know man I just uh, with name image and likeness transfer portal uh, right on down the line what a what a re- ridiculous two years uh, it has been for major college sports. 
with this SEC grab, uh, I think, being another exclamation point. You do believe – you you do agree with me. This is – well, of course you agree with me. This is major, right? I mean, this is this is kind of crazy major, isn't it? Oh, it is. And it's going to be one of those things where it continues to be change. Like Ryan Day said, we may wake up in five years and not know what college football looks like. But I think in that five years, you have to be ready. And if, if it's – True what we think, that the Big Ten was behind on this one. They better be, be ready to adjust and adapt to everything else. Otherwise, they, and I'm not talking about Ohio State. Ohio State's fine. Yeah. But the conference itself could be in trouble. Hey, one last quickie before you go. Don't you think uh, right now, though, the big – for example, Ohio State with the Big Ten has a lot of clout from the standpoint of maybe go back and readdress like the television contracts, et cetera, because they mean so much more to the league. The Buckeyes mean so much more to the league now than any other member when you really get right down to it. And maybe they should have a little bit more of a sweetheart deal like maybe Texas and Oklahoma had or looking to get from the Big 12, don't you? I mean, uh, that, that to me makes more sense than them jumping into this big, big, like I said, shark-infested pool, which is the SEC. What, what do you think about that idea? Well, there's enough people around here that would probably watch the Buckeye Network if yeah. they had one. I mean, that, that's just the way it is. But I don't know. I mean, I think Ohio State, as much as they do have the most weight in the room, I think they're pretty fair about where they stand. They are. They are. But is and, it time to, like, not be is my point. Well, I mean, that's up to them. But, I mean, it, the Big Ten's also a basketball conference, too, in my yeah. opinion. There's a lot of basketball. I mean, I – it doesn't maybe draw as much as football, and I understand that. But when you go back and look at how competitive the conference was in basketball last year with Illinois, Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, I mean, it was – and that's the draw of the Kansas ad. If they draft add, add a Kansas and a North Carolina and Duke, they become the best basketball conference. And maybe yeah. that's – I'm, I'm not saying that will happen, but never rule anything hey, out. Hey. But, there, I mean, Ohio State definitely – will and should have influence on whatever they're going to do. But this notion that they're going to – Ohio State would just walk out on the Big Ten. No. Or maybe they should. I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't see it happening either. But I, I could see having that in your back pocket from a torque standpoint. But you're right, right. man. Maybe, you, you know, you, it's fish or cut bait kind of time, you know. And uh, maybe you do look at – like you just pointed out, you could have a – there are all kinds of ways to define a super conference. Clearly, football rules the roost when it comes to income uh, from the big time contracts. But but Ohio, but the Big Ten, like you just said, I mean, is as stout as anybody when it comes to basketball, and that that has some panache to it too that would keep you from just jumping into, like I said, another shark infested pool. May, you know, maybe add some more sharks to yours. They don't necessarily have right. to be football. I agree right. with. You. Hey, Bill Bender, thank you very much, man. Like, you have nothing else to write about or talk about <laughs> these days. But we, it, this is, it has been a crazy time, hasn't it, man? I mean, it's just, you know, that's why I like having you, man. I like having you as a friend, but also I like having you as a guest because, you know, you got to see the big picture. And I can't remember a crazier time over a two-year run than this. Do you? No, and I think it's going to only continue to get crazy, but you got to enjoy it, have an open mind. And, and, you know, for my input, it's just going to be fun to have games again, you know, and we get to that in a month. And I don't, you know, like that's what all this expansion talk did. It blew up this talk about having games and, and getting excited about the season. And then I realized, you know, you kind of, oh, Ohio State plays Oregon pretty soon. So I, I think yeah. we get through this season, have some fun with it. 
let the people that are out of my pay range make those decisions and go from there. Hey, don't forget Ohio State opens with Minnesota, though, and you better believe Minnesota and P.J. Fleck are, are gunning for them on a Thursday night uh, in Minneapolis. But uh, once again, Bill Bender, thanks for joining me on the Tim May Podcast. Man, again, man, you just you really fly that plane really well when I turn it over to you. Really <laughs> smooth. You did a few loops. You did, I think, a couple of loop, uh, loop-de-loops and, uh, <sighs> and rollovers. I mean, you've, you're really coming along, my man. I appreciate it. No, we disagreed a little bit, too, and that makes for better podcasts. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks so much. Check us out at SportingNews.com. I appreciate you, Tim. Hey, Sporting News. You got it, man. I've been reading Sporting News since I was like 11 years old. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Bender, that's the Tim May Podcast for this week. May have a little special one for you later in the week. Uh, But until you see us again, this is Tim May. We'll see you then.